One streak dies, another streak begins. What the hell am I talking about? Well, it's time for the pre-snap, and you're going to find out right here because it's picks time. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Hey yo, what's up everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It's me and it's Mike Randall, and it's NFL Picks time. We got you covered for all things wagering, and uh, I gotta be transparent here, as I always am on the program. We always uh, like to uh, talk about when we get things right and talk about when we get things wrong. Finally, the streak died last Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, the Chargers did not do what I said they would do. It was surprising to everybody, including Aaron Rodgers. That's for damn sure. But I got good news because even though we didn't do this show yesterday, I was on the radio uh, four days a week on FNTSY. And we always pick the Thursday game and I pick the Raiders. So I am back, back in the saddle for the Chargers, Mike Randall. I'm back, baby. I'm back. That's what you should be screaming right now, like George Costanza and Seinfeld back, right at the door. Yeah, I should have left on a high note two weeks ago. <laughs> jerk store. Speaking of George. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the Jerk Store is a good team name, by the way. <laughs> Maybe next year in a league, I'm going to be the Jerk Store. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still at like a 90% clip with the Chargers. You are still the Chargers whisperer. I, I still am. You're right, Mike Randall. I am still the Chargers whisperer. We got some fun games to break down today. Uh, but what you, what you think of last week? Cause last week, definitely some wacky things went on there. So, uh, besides the charger debacle, anything else really kind of shock you? Uh, no, I, you know, it was pretty odd across the board. Of course, the, the Pittsburgh cult game, I feel like the Colts are going in the wrong direction right now. So that was one of them. Uh, Dolphins win, whatever you and I talked about that game. Just you know, I had it in my picks league in my home picks league. I had the Dolphins at one, you know, like a pick and rank kind of things. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go Dolphins at one. I'm doing it. If I have the Jets all the way down here at the bottom, I might as well just pick the Dolphins. And I did. <laughs> it was so vegetable lasagna. Denver beats uh, Denver beats Cleveland. Noah Fanko's crazy 75 yards. And listen, I'm happy the Ravens beat the Patriots. I just thought they were going to lose at some point. Doesn't mean the Patriots aren't going to be 14 and two. Doesn't mean they're no, not going right. to be the top seed again. It's just two teams in the history of the NFL. What have gone undefeated in the regular season. So it was a bad spot. But I will say this, Joe. If the Patriots face Lamar Jackson again in the playoffs, Harbaugh better come up with something better because you know that they're going to adjust. That's for sure. Oh, You're not yeah. going to beat him again with the same thing. But well, and yeah, the offense needs to play a little better on the Patriots side of the football. And you saw them struggle in the red zone, which has been kind of their struggle all year. You know, when you don't have that Gronk weapon in the end zone area, it makes life a lot harder for Tom Brady and the rest of the crew. Now we'll see what happens when they come out of the bye and see how they adjust to things. But I'll tell you what, the Cleveland one for me was the shocker. I thought this was going to be the beginning of the Cleveland comeback story. It was not. It was not. And I am going to, you know, I had buried them to start the year. And then I kind of unearthed them because it was Halloween. Maybe I was feeling like a zombie kind of a apocalypse coming for the Browns. Now I just hit them over the head with the shovel and I'm putting the dirt back on them. That's what's happening right now. That's going to happen today. So let's kick things off and let's start with, uh, hey, how about Arizona and the Bucks? Okay. We can't start with something more fun than this. The over-under is 52. Last week, the Bucs, I was a little worried about that number. They were fine. I think it went to 74 if memory serves or something like that. So they did okay on the over. This week, 
52 is that number. So before we even get to the favors, I want to talk about the total here. Do you believe Kyler Murray and company uh, DJ back in this game? He says he's healthy. He's going to play. So he seems very adamant about that because that was a lot of controversy last time. So tell me, do you feel like this is another safe 52 on the overside? Yes. Yes. Barring some unknown weather typhoon. Yes. I think it's an <laughs> over. Interesting thing here, Joe. Kyler Murray is not throwing a passing touchdown on the road this year. Very, yeah, very interesting, but I think it happens this time. Todd Bowles, of course, you have a, a, a run defense that's tremendous, so it's a pass funnel opportunity. Christian Kirk is back. Yes, I think it goes over. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, So we're both in locks up there on the over. Now the Bucks are favored by four and a half. And I don't know, this might sound a little kooky to you, but I actually feel good about this. They came, They looked good out of the bye last week. They went up there. They competed. They had a chance to win that football game in Seattle. And I think that the Cardinals on the road here, as you say, you know, struggle a little bit. Uh, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm still looking for these guys. I don't know where they are. I understand you can beat the Bucks through the air, but you have to really be confident that you could throw the football and make those throws. And I don't know how confident I am, but I, I think the Bucks can actually win this. I think the four and a half is okay. So am I crazy here or am I giving them too much credit? What's going on? Lockstep. I think the Bucks win big. I think this is a spot for them to really make a move as they're trying to get in the playoffs, put put things together. I don't see the Cardinals turning over Jameis Winston like the, the Panthers did over in London. Patrick Peterson coming back has done absolutely nothing for the Arizona pass attack. No, he did not look good. And let me tell you something, too. He got Emmanuel Sanders was burning him. Now, I don't know it's just because he's not as comfortable playing in the slot there, but he's going to be on Mike Evans and it's not that's not an easier day for him. That's for sure. And this has got to be the Chris Godwin game, right? He's had a couple exactly, on the yeah. great, so. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, if you listen yesterday to the pre-snap on the DFS show, that's what Chris Bean and I were talking about because you know Peterson's going to be on Evans, which means if you saw what happened last week out of the slot and Peterson was there with Emmanuel Sanders, what's going to happen with Godwin? So get back on that Godwin train right away. My question to you, Joe, is do you trust OJ Howard this week? No, no, <laughs> no. I trust Ronald Jones, though. Yeah, I'll tell you what, too. I think Ronald Jones, 14 for 75 and a touchdown looks pretty good in this game. I really do. I like Ronald Jones also. Totally agree. I, yep. I feel good about him. Uh, that's where I'm at. The Cardinals, I'm kind of fading the Cardinals across the board here. I do think this will go over, though, just because, like, you know, kind of what you saw on Thursday, Cardinals will catch up a little bit in garbage time because you can't. You can't throw on them. You can't take shots, and that always leaves you open, you know, in the back door at the end of games. All right, here's another one. Ready? This one's 51 and a half. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> I hope you got ready today for some big totals, man. You got over 100 points in these first two games here. Atlanta Falcons travel to New Orleans with no defense. I mean, they're going to have a defense, but they really don't have a defense. The number is 13 and a half, two touchdowns basically here, just a hair under that for New Orleans. So I guess my question is, does the Matt Ryan offense worry you enough, Mike, that they can cover this? Or is this the New Orleans Saints coming off the bye, just blowing their doors off? You know, I'm going to take the Falcons here and the points. This is a rivalry game. Uh, Atlanta, you know, Ryan is back. Their offense has always been able to put points up when Ryan has been healthy this year. He went over 300 yards in each of those games. I understand the Falcons defense is pitiful. And listen, I've I've said to you guys, I know you can get whatever you want on the Falcons defense. It's in New Orleans. I wish it was in Atlanta. But over the last 18 games, only two of those games have actually been separated by more than 14 points. I think Atlanta's offense can put up enough points to keep this close. Yes, I will take the points in Atlanta. I get it. I don't feel great about it, but it is a rivalry game. 
you know, the Saints offense, you know, the, uh, Breeze is back. I get it. Kamara's coming off the injury. Uh, yeah, I'll take the points. It just feels like too much. 10 would be good. 13 and a half, not too much. It feels like much. too much. It does feel yeah. like too much. Just a little bit. You know, as, as long as Matt Ryan's ankle is okay. I, I'm kind of in agreement with you here. I, I see the same thing, which is I think it's very tempting to just make the easy choice for the Saints here. And the Saints are going to win this football game, and it's not going to be a difficult win, but it's about <clears throat> it's about the points and the covering at the end of the day. And can Matt Ryan do enough? Of course he can. And he's shown that all year, so I don't know why you would think any differently now. Uh, 51 and a half is the number. Uh, over? Over. Firework. Okay, there we over. go. So we're all in the over there. Next, you got the Baltimore Ravens, which normally I would say this could be a bit of a letdown game. But the Bengals are trash. So let's be honest here. It's going to be a Ravens victory. The question is, will it be a Ravens victory by 10 and a half? That is a big number. You got the rookie quarterback, Ryan Finley, making his first start here. So do you think the Ravens just kind of roll away with this one? Got this one from Bet Labs, Joe. Teams that have played the Patriots and have then been double-digit favorites the following week are 0 and 8. In the against last the spread, or just against the spread, against oh, wow. the spread, zero and eight. Well, it is a the, letdown. I mean, you're getting up to play the Pats. It was a Sunday night football game. Everybody's, you know, Ed Reed's getting a ring. It's like you know, everyone's all freaking out. I don't know how you don't have a, a letdown, but it is the Bengals. That's my only concern. But that's a hell of a stat right there. Wow, it, it, it is eight. the it is the Bengals. They're coming off a bye, so you figure the coaching staff puts a couple wrinkles in. That's an awful lot of points. I know that we got Finley as the quarter, as the quarterback. I'll take the Bengals and the points. I just feel like the spot makes sense for a close game. Ravens let down, Patriots on the road, division game, rivalry, Bengals off a bye. They are getting healthy. They have, you know, Atkins inside to stop the run. Am I making any sense here? Am I selling you on this one, Joe? Uh, you, you know what? You're selling me it sometimes when you do change quarterback, you change a little perspective and energy. I mean, we saw that with Jacksonville. We saw it. I mean, hell, even with the Broncos just last week, we saw a little of that. So sometimes that's just, you know, sometimes everyone rallies around whoever's playing the position now. So it's not impossible. It's easy to think there's going to be a, a letdown. It's just the Bengals are so bad against the run, and Lamar so far has been so good against the Bengals. However, <clears throat> you know, you also got to think, okay, what about on the defensive side of the ball? Can they, you know, can they keep up with some of the receivers? And, you know, you don't have to worry about A.J. Green anytime soon. No, no shocker there. So if you like this cover here, does that also mean you like the under in the 44 and a half? I would assume, I do. yeah. Yeah, I have to. I have to like the <laughs> under, and I'll take the points. I don't know, man. Give me 24-16. <laughs> Give me something yeah. like that. Give me a, 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 you know, special teams for the Bengals actually ranked very high on football outsiders. I don't know. Give me a kick return for a touchdown. Give me something crazy like that. I will take the points here on the road in, in a rivalry. I know the Bengals are terrible, but you know, they probably get up for at least one game this year. Are we just going to wait for the week 16 game when they play the dolphins? Is that what this is going to come down? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they keep it close. I don't know. All right. Next one's Buffalo at Cleveland. And I already kind of teased this one at the top of the show. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh it's buffalo all the way buffalo is two and a half underdogs on the road here sorry i think the wrong team is favored i really do i mean are we supposed to believe that 12 interception baker mayfield is all of a sudden gonna be able to pick apart the buffalo secondary uh i don't think so i'm not feeling that devin singletary looks pretty good yeah they get kareem hunt back so i get it i do think it might be close and that's well even more to the point where i like buffalo so even if cleveland should win this game it's gonna be a one point kind of victory so 
Uh, give me Buffalo in the two and a half. Are you with me in burying the Browns? You want to grab a shovel with me here? As the Joker said, here we go. 70, <laughs> 71% of the bets are on the Bills. And the line went from Cleveland minus two and a half to Cleveland minus three. It makes no sense. If you and I, man, made this line at the beginning of the week, probably would have had the Bills favored, no, by one, maybe two, something like that. Cleveland favored at home. The Bills, the teams the Bills have beaten have a winning percentage this year of 18%. The teams <laughs> the Bills have beaten have a winning percentage of 18%. The Bills' pass defense, superior. The Bills' run defense, not as much. Kareem no. Hunt comes back. Chubb does well at home. They should have beat Seattle home if Baker doesn't turn the ball over. I am going to take the Browns and I'm going to give points with the Bills because I just think the line makes no sense and I question who the Bills have beaten. Well, yeah, it's fair. I mean, like we always say, you can only beat who they put in front of you. And I know Buffalo is not without their warts. They are. But my whole concern is Baker Mayfield making big mistakes that end up coming back and and haunt them. And that's going to be the difference. That's been the difference in a lot of these games for them too. The number is 40 and a half. So where do you stand on that one with that narrative? I have no interest. I have, I have zero. zero interest. I do think I Cleveland. You, I think I would Cleveland say over. wins. I, I would say what? surprisingly over, to be honest with you. I I'll tell think- you. I'll tell you what. I wish that Buffalo was favored in this game so I could pick it as the upset special. Giving, <laughs> giving the points is a lot. That's a lot of points to give. But I'm going to run away from this one. I, I don't have a read on it. This next one feels like it should be an upset special too, but it's not. The Bears are favored at home. By two and a half, and I know, stop me, but I kind of like the Bears in this one over the Lions. I actually like this. I think that the Bears are going to win this football game, and I think some of the variables are we not might not see Trubisky make it through the first half of this game. Like, they could pull him from this game. It's very possible. You might get Chase Daniel. If so, that might change the complexion of this. You guys have the Detroit Lions who, if you've been watching the Bears lately, you can run the football on the Bears. Unfortunately, the Lions can't run the football. There's nobody left to do it. J.D. McKissick doesn't really thrill me. The lines are kind of one-dimensional right now. Call me crazy. It feels like an upset, but it's not because the Bears are favored. But I'm going to take the Bears side of this one, Mike. Lockstep. Total lockstep. They should put Chase Daniel in. They're home. Their defense is still solid. You're right. Exactly true. The Lions cannot run the ball. So Akeem Akeem Hicks not being there is not as big a deal. This is a, a rivalry game. You've been the Lions whisperer. I'm glad to hear you say it because I've liked the Bears all week. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Had the Lions had some of those games go their way, I feel like they would be this, you know, the Lions are this team that's fought and fought and fought and they've gotten zero breaks. And I think mentally, eventually it takes its toll on you. And I think you saw it in Oakland last week, take its toll. I think you finally saw it all catch up with them where they just had no, no steam left in the tank. They just had nothing. And Stafford takes that terrible sack there down in the red zone at the end of that game. And I just feel like they just can't catch a break. And eventually you start to, you know, fall apart and, you know, you start to press and I feel like they're pressing right now. The number's 41 and a half. I want nothing to do with this one either. This is another one where I'm, like, I'm out on this yeah, one. Yeah, when in doubt, I'm going to fade the public. We have 62% of the bets on the under. I'll take the over simply because of that. And maybe the Bears get a defensive play. Montgomery has a really big game. I'm going to lean the over here a little bit uh, just because the, the line has dropped. It was 44. It's down a little bit now. Yeah, I'm going to fade the public. I'll take the over. All right. The Chiefs uh, are five and a half point favorites on the road against Tennessee. That's a good size number. You know, Mahomes is practicing. He's probably going to play. So that's a big positive. Tyreek Hill and Mahomes is a very special thing. Yes, they should be very good. But Tannehill's also been 
more than adequate so far playing quarterback and he's kept them competitive 48 and a half. I actually like the over in this one more than I like the spread. So I would bet that I'll take the over and I'm going to fade away from this five and a half. Cause this one, this one smells funky to me just because it's the first game back from Mahomes. You just don't know exactly how he's going to be. He is ahead of the timetable, not on it. So there's a little bit of troublesomeness for that for me. And also Tennessee, you know, every now and then shows up and that's always frightening for me from a betting perspective. So five and a half, do you feel good about this line? Cause I just don't. I get the same feeling that I got about them against Jacksonville in the beginning of the year. I, if Mahomes is back, I think they're going to roll the offense clicks. I don't think the Titans have enough talent here to keep this one down. Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Butler is out. Uh, Tannehill probably comes back down to earth for me. I agree with the over hundred percent. I like it better. But I think the Chiefs are definitely going to win this game. If they're going to win it, I'm not going to split hairs here and say they win by three or four. I think they win this game comfortably. They're getting ready. They're getting healthy on the road, ready to go. Mahomes comes back three touchdowns. That's what I see in this game. All right. Next one you got here, New York Giants at Jets, which is really a home game for everybody. And I'm sure there's a lot of Jet fans who gave up their tickets for this one because they do not want to witness this. Uh, Not that the Giants are any good, but I feel like the Giants are just right now playing better football. You know, they were competitive in that game. They they didn't execute as well as they could have. They could have been ahead in that game and in command of that game against the Cowboys the other night. But unfortunately, you know, when you kick and field goals and get a score and touchdowns, that's what happens. And then teams get back in the games. And then the next thing you know, you got an L. But the two and a half, I feel great about this. If I'm the Giants, I, I think Tate's played very well. Saquon is a menace. The Jets are nothing but problems. Le'Veon Bell's not 100%. The, this is like... You can literally watch the walls crumbling. And for Adam Gase, he can actually see all the bricks at one time. A lot of people don't realize that. But because of the funky eye thing, he could see all the bricks falling around him. So I'm good with this one. Give me the Giants <laughs> as the favorites, even though they're the home slash road team, whatever the hell. I, I like the Giants in this one. You know, this one really frustrates me because if Gaze wasn't just such a disaster right now, I would really like the Jets here. No Evan Ingram. No Sterling Shepard, short week. Jets have a good run defense against Barkley. Jones has turned the ball over a bunch. The thing that is killing me is that I just don't know what's going on with the Jets right now. Le'Veon Bell, the whole thing. Gaze, like you mentioned. The Giants are bad. The Jets are worse. That's, you know. It's so, I'm going to take the Giants. lost to Miami last week, okay? Now, Miami, granted, they probably wanted to get up a little bit to beat Adam Gaze. I get that. So there's a little bit of that going on, no doubt. But at the same time, the fact that he still has a job then and now if you lose to the Giants, like I don't know how he goes to work the next day. I just don't know. I get it. I will just take the team that seems to have better chemistry right now in the Giants. I will. I, I, I will tell you this. I love the under here because I think it's two teams that are banged up, that are struggling, that don't have offensive firepower with quarterbacks that turn the ball over. And that adds up to me to a slop fest. So I'll take the under. I'll take the Giants. I don't like it. I wanted to pick the Jets. And, Joe, the line opened at the Jets minus one and a half. Go figure that one. That's how it opened. Now it's gone the other way. So I'm with you. I'll take the Giants, but I do like the under here. Uh, I'll tell you what, too. I got two words for Adam Gase. Greg Williams, okay? Here's your interim (laughs) head coach. Just like last year, every year. His pivot to Greg Williams. It's funny. Greg Williams, you know, he didn't get that head coach position of the Browns. I wonder if they're regretting that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Freddie Kitchens yeah. might have been better served just worrying about offense. 44 and a half is this number. There's another number where I want nothing to do with the over-under in this one. Yeah, that one, like I said, I'm taking the under. I'll take the slop fest, the teams that, that are not okay. cohesive on offense. I'll take the under, absolutely. 
All right, the high-flying Dolphins coming off a victory are going to travel to Indianapolis. Hey, man, you know, a win is a win is a win. I've been saying, hey, for a couple of weeks now on the show, what I keep saying, Dolphins are playing better. They're not good, but they're playing better football, and mm-hmm. they win. They won a football game. There are 12-and-a-half-point underdogs, though, against the Colts. My guess is we're going to get Hoyer in this game, so let's just pretend like it's Hoyer because it seems like even if Brissett could go, there's no reason to push him out there. Um, but it's a big number, 12-and-a-half there with the backup quarterback. Do you think the Dolphins cover here? Because I kind of do. I heard you say this on the pre-snap earlier in the week. We get to, If we get to Friday and this game's like 15 or something, Mike Randall's going to lose his mind. I'm going to lose my mind at 12. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my mind at 12. Give me the points. Give me Fitzmagic. It's Brian Hoyer. There's no T.Y. Hilton in this game still. The Colts defense bend but doesn't break. It's not exactly like they're going to generate a lot of pressure on Fitzpatrick. Absolutely. Too many points. Dolphins on a roll here. There you go. The number's 44. So uh, this one's intriguing to me because, you know, Hoyer's Hoyer is more capable than many other backup quarterbacks, you know, but you're down Brissett, you're down um, uh, Hilton as well. So you're down like Pascal Hoyer and Marlon Mack. So I think that can get you 21. Like I do think you can get there. The, you know, the question is, okay, what's your expectation for the dolphins? So can the dolphins get into the twenties in this game too? Like are we getting like a, we get like a 24-21 kind of a thing. Do we feel this or this is an under game because neither of these offenses have all the pieces they, they need to do that. It's an and over game. can't run the football at all right now. I mean, let's be honest. They, they got nobody left there either in the backfield. It's an over game for me because the Dolphins defense has been so bad. That's what it comes down to. I know it's Brian Hoare, but I think they're going to score. I think both teams are going to score. I think if it's Magic, we'll do his thing with Devontae Parker. Gasecki actually has an issue. He's come out of the grave. Okay, Gasecki truthers unite here. So, yeah, I'll take the over. It's a play on the fact that the Dolphins defense isn't shutting down the Colts offense. That's what it is. Okay, Carolina Panthers and Packers. Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, as I believe they should be. Now, they are going to struggle with Christian McCaffrey, that's for sure. But I think this is a, a very big reversal of fortunes for the Green Bay Packers after that embarrassing loss last week. It was amazing just to watch. You know, there's Bosa and Ingram just tearing them up. And he can't, you know, if you finally get Devontae Adams back. And then Aaron Rodgers is not upright long enough to throw him the football. I think that changes this week. I think Adams bounces back in a big way. Rodgers bounces back. To me, this just reeks of Green Bay by 10 here winning. So I think the five and a half is actually pretty good. If this were six and a half, maybe give me pause. But uh, the five and a half, I think that's actually generous. And I actually like the Packers here, the favorites. The five and a half is a weird number. We always talk about this, that if the yeah. number's between like three and seven, it kind of means it's very iffy. I'm going to take Carolina here. I okay. don't like that Packers defense. I agree with you. It's going to be a heavy dose. They're of overrated. They got very, you know, they got overrated out of the gate, Mike. You're right. And when we look back for perspective, who they beat, it's not that impressive anymore. Now, is it? No, and that's exactly right. And yeah, the thing the is, Bears, that the, <laughs> like, you know, there's a couple teams out of the gate where you're like, oh, wow, look at the Packers. D. No, no, let's not. Yeah. And, and uh, Mike Pettin's defense, they're not getting pressure. So Kyle Allen's a game manager, fine. But if you don't get pressure on him, he should be okay. The Panthers secondary is still tough, and they still do have a lot of sacks on the year, the Panthers defense. So five and a half's in that sort of weird, unknown zone. In that case, I'm going to take them. Remember, this is a, a Broncos team. A Packers team that got up big against the Broncos, let them back in on the ground here. So the Panthers defense shows up, put some pressures on Aaron Rodgers here, and Christian McCaffrey carries the load. I could see them pulling the upset, so I'll take the five and a half. Okay, moving forward here uh, on that uh, same note, we got 46 and a half is the number. So I think this is a pretty easy over, personally. This is another one where I think 
this is going to go into the fifties easily. I, I don't see how it wouldn't for all the reasons you said, plus Christian McCaffrey is always good for, you know, just kind of destroying, you know, <laughs> over under. So I like 46 and a half. I feel even better about that than I do the five and a half. Yeah, I'll go with you in the over as well. I think the Panthers actually put points up here early, which can cause a little bit of pressure and actually get the Packers to throw a little bit more. Um, they're going to have to give a heavy dose of Aaron Jones as well, but I think there's going to be points across the board in this game. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Los Angeles Rams are going to travel to Pittsburgh. They are three and a half favorites. This one just reeks of trap game to me. It just reeks of trap game for the Rams. I, I look at the Rams right now, and I just don't think they're very good. I really don't. I know the defense has played better. I get that. And I'm not saying Pittsburgh's a world beater, but they do have a distinct home field advantage here. The Rams are traveling. I know they're coming off the bye, but they're still traveling. It's still a road game. Still a tough place to play. I understand Steelers are banged up, but the Steelers defense has played much better. I got to tell you something. I feel like this one is going to shock a lot of people. I actually like the Steelers with a three and a half here. Easy. I like the Steelers as well for all Look the reasons. Look at us. Said. Wow. Totally great. Minka Fitzpatrick has changed that defense. The defense is playing very well. He had the interception return for the touchdown. Let's just do it basic here, Joe. The Rams want to run with Gurley, okay, because golf on the road is a disaster and they haven't been able to protect him. The Steelers are really good against the run. No Brandon Cooks there. Goff's going to be under pressure. Steelers are playing well. Tomlin has a really good record as a home underdog. All those things line up. Love the Steelers in this game. Yeah, I mean, it just seems easy to me. You just stop Cooper Cup. And then everything else falls in the line because Gurley's not beating you anymore. Robert Woods has had a terrible season. So I don't know, man. I just, I don't love golf on the road. Historically, those numbers are not as appealing as the home numbers. I don't know, man. I just got a bad feeling about this. 43 and a half. This one, I don't want to get involved in. It smells like an over anyway, but I just, I feel, I feel really good about the three and a half. I don't feel good about the over under in this game. Do you have a better feel for this one? Yeah, it's a pass for me. We're going to have yeah. the Wildcat, Jalen Samuels, Mason Rudolph trying to control tempo here against a Rams offense. Then on the other side that has struggles on the road. Now nah, I have no interest. Yeah. I feel like if they can get the Rams to kind of play down to their level, then you make this kind of a game in the mud. Yeah. I, I, I think that the Steelers have a real good shot here. All right. Next one here. You got Sunday night football. Primetime games are fun this week. You got the Vikings, even though they're without Thielen, they are three-point underdogs to the Cowboys in Dallas. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I think Minnesota's had a good run here. You know, obviously some disappointment lately, some injuries lately too. I just feel like my the latest news with Amari Cooper is a little troubling. That's what's giving me pause here in this one. But I still feel like the Cowboys and the three is safe. I do. Um, do you have less fear than I do about this whole Amari Cooper situation and and the feeling and how that factors into this kind of a line. You know, this is a battle between two people who have terrible records in primetime games. Jason Garrett, we know, not a great coach, not great decision-making, and Kirk Cousins, not great in primetime, although you can probably attribute a lot of that to being with Washington for all those years. I don't like Amari Cooper being out. That concerns me. I don't trust Jason Garrett in these games. I like the Vikings. I It's really a pick, Joe, against Garrett. That's what it is. It's a Sunday night game. I think that offense is going to struggle without Cooper. Gallup struggled mightily against, a terrible, against a terrible Jets secondary. If this was in Minnesota, man, I don't think this – I think Minnesota runs us, wins us running away. Yep. It's the fact that it's on the road. It gives me pause. Cousins on the road is another one where I just kind of go, uh, I don't feel as great about it because there's a real home field advantage there in Minnesota. If they but, can yeah, ever just so you know, play out there, it'd be great, but – you know, you got to win more football games on the road if you want to get playoff games on, at home, you know? 
Viking secondary has been very overrated this year, but I think they can cover Gallup and Randall Cobb if Cooper doesn't play. If I knew Cooper would play and be healthy, it'd probably be different. But when in doubt, take the points. I'll take the Vikings and the points and really to pick against Jason Garrett. All right, last but not least here. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. You said you're taking the – what about the 48 here? What about that number? Yeah, it's a stay away. I just don't know. I, I don't know what this one. It's a lot of points. If I had a lean, I would lean the under is what I would take. All right, last but not least, here we go, baby. This is a big one. This is this is a game where if Russell Wilson gets a W here, I think this kind of really solidifies him as MVP this year. I think this is the game right here because it's on the road. You beat the 49ers on the road against that defense, I think you basically have claimed that award for yourself. I don't care what anybody else does. They are six-and-a-half-point underdogs here to the 49ers on the road. Is that too much, Mike Randall? Is that giving the 49ers offense too much credit or – is this giving the 49ers defense the respect it deserves? Well, what makes me, what swings me in this game is Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey, Kyle Yusek all are due back in this game, which means they can, quote, run that ball, establish that run right down the throat of Seattle. That's a lot of points with Russell Wilson. It really is. But it's almost like the line is begging you here. It's almost like they know it's too many points. Because the Niners are totally healthy. Now, they're going to lose Quan Alexander. He's gone for the year on the defense. I understand that. But I think they're going to bounce back. They had a terrible performance there against Arizona. The defense did. You let Nandy Isabella go for 88-yard touchdown, catches down the sideline. So I'm going to give the points because the Niners are healthy, because they're back at full strength, and because they're going to run the ball down the Seahawks' defense throat. I similar to Baltimore did up in Seattle. I will take the Niners here and give the points. I don't like it, but I do think that the Niners are going to pull ahead and win this game. Yeah, I feel like the 49ers are as well. You make a lot of good points here and running the football is what you got to do. And um, look, you know, Russell Wilson has shown us before. He shows up for big games. This is going to be a hell of a fun contest to watch. I kind of stay away from this game altogether. Personally, I, I don't, I feel like this is going to be one that it's going to, probably surprise us some in some fashion maybe it's a blowout on one side maybe it's a really close game whatever it is I just feel like these are two really good football teams division rivals here they're playing in San Francisco but I don't know how much of a home field advantage that really is so I'm staying away from this one altogether 47 and a half is the number do you have a feel for that one as well yeah, the under. Uh, the under because of the defense of, of the Niners because they're going to run the ball and control the clock here. And remember, on the other side, Seattle wants to run the ball as well against the Niners with no, with no Alexander there. So, yeah, I'll take the under on two teams. Russell can do his magic, absolutely, but he's got to find Tyler Lockett. That's the key. And I think the Niners will have something for him cooked up to try to limit him a little bit. I'll take the under across the board. All right, there you have it. So there's nothing left to do now except the upset special. It's that time again. So Mike Randall and I each – are picking our upset specials. And for me, I'm sticking with those Pittsburgh Steelers. The three and a half there. They are three and a half underdogs at home. I think they can keep this one close. I am not sold on the Rams. Todd Gurley is not what Todd Gurley used to be. Golf on the road is never that impressive to me. I'll tell you what, that Pittsburgh defense is playing well, and they're starting to eke out victories. And when you start to do that, you start to believe, you start to buy in. And I think Tom is going to have these guys ready to play. So give me the Steelers with the three and a half. Mike Randall. The floor is yours. Who's your upset special this week on the pre-snap? That's an amazing pick. Totally support that pick as well. I wish we could do it twice. <laughs> I, it's hard It's hard finding a team that I think is going to win outright as the underdog. So I'm going to go with the team to cover. I'm going to go with the Bengals coming off their bye against the Ravens in a letdown spot that historically teams have not have underperformed when playing the Patriots there. It's a rivalry. 
I know the Bengals are terrible. I just like the points. I do not think the Bengals are going to win the game, but I think they will be able to cover the big spread there. So give me Cincinnati to keep it close with their rival, the Ravens, there at home. Not win, but cover. As Mike pointed out earlier, 0-8 teams are against the spread after beating the Patriots. So uh, there you have it. So that that pretty much locks it up. So uh, that'll do it for us today. Make sure you go over to the Star app and make sure you are downloading that Star app and using it for all of your DFS needs, especially you upgrade to that premium product as well. And we encourage you to subscribe to the program. It's real easy. When you're done listening here, you just click subscribe. Boom, there it is. And while you're at it, since you're already clicking and everybody wants to click stuff, click on those five-star reviews too and give us the five-star and lay a little comment there about how great me and Mike and Chris are here, giving you good football, good entertainment, and uh, we'll be very appreciative. We love when you guys do that. So, uh, that'll do it for us. We hope everyone has a great weekend here of football wagering. And uh, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at Line Star app, at Line Star NFL, and of course at Randall Rant and at Joe Pisa Pia 17. That'll put this one in the books, baby. So it's time to break the huddle on the pre snap, which means there's nothing left to do now except set down win. You've been listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.